This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. No, we would never be where we're at without people. So we say thank you. Thank you for all who've been with us. It's amazing some of the testimonies that many have been around here since the beginning of this. So they've seen a lot. I welcome all of you again. Bless all of you online. If you need a Bible, get your hand up. Once you get your hand up, go with me to the book of Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings tonight in this area. And uh, I, I never miss the opportunity to preach on giving. Again, it's something that's real in my life, and I, I pray that this becomes real in yours. So if you ever studied the Bible in Deuteronomy 28, Verses 3 through about 14, it talks about all these blessings. Blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field, you're blessed coming in, you're blessed going out. You're the head, not the tail, you go over and not under. And so every area of your life, God wants to bless you. But when I say that, you must understand this. With every blessing, there's a condition. And so we begin in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey. Now, when I look at the word diligently, what what does the word diligent say to you? The word diligent says to me, day by day by day by day. Diligent doesn't mean one time and you're done. So he said, if you diligently obey. In other words, if I make obedience a way of my life, he goes on to say, the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments. Now, in my Bible, all is highlighted. If we were to look at Webster's Dictionary, you know what all means? All. All. All God's commandments. So when I read that, that doesn't mean God's commandments are multiple choice. You know, I like number one, but I sure don't like number five. No, he said, carefully observe all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Now listen, listen close. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. And when you talk about that, all the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Man, people shout, they get excited. Yes, the blessings are going to overtake me. But he doesn't stop. And he said, because, now watch the because factor here, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now I don't obey, I don't obey out of legalism and I don't obey out of a bondage, but I love God and I want to demonstrate to God because of his faithfulness and when I obey. And so when I begin to look at this over and over, there's no question in my mind. God wants to bless us. He wants it. And I said us, every one of us in here. But unless I, I get a hold of the word of God here and realize I have a part to play. And so this is part of it right here. You, you've got to get a hold of the word of God in the areas of giving and then become a giver. Thank you, Pastor. Just brilliant. Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you. Lord, I I pray right now within every one of our hearts 
that you move in the area of diligence within us. That we carefully obey all your commandments. And Lord, not only do we obey, Lord, we, we obey with joy in our hearts that it's such an honor to obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, just a little nugget on the area given. Uh, we've been on the area of faith now here just a couple weeks, and so we're going to go a little bit more. Go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll take a little nugget of faith again tonight. Just some thoughts that God's put in my heart, and I believe it'll speak to you. And the goal here is, you know, when it comes to the Word of God, you know, when you get into the Word of God, you feed your faith and you starve your doubts. And when I, I get into the Word of God, God starts getting on the inside of me. And when God starts getting on the inside of you, I'm telling you, changes start happening. And so I, I highlight again the Word of God. So in Hebrews eleven six, 6, it's, it's one of the famous foundational verses on, on faith. And it says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For God's a rewarder and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But he said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So why don't we just flip that around and say, if without faith, it's impossible to please him. With faith, it's possible to please him. Hmm. And so when, when I say with faith, it's possible to please him. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to make the scriptures complicated. I don't want to make faith complicated because I don't think it is. I think we make it more complicated than it is. And, and the reason I say I, I don't want to make it more complicated, that faith pleases God. But the reason I say that is because the Lord Jesus said, if you would just have mustard seed faith, you could please God. Better stated, just, just a smidgen of faith, just a little dab of faith, and you can please God. And I believe every one of us in here, we have a, a lot more faith than we realize we do, even mustard seed faith. And so you go along in the Bible, and you know, people will say, Well, do you really believe those stories of the Bible? And I respond, I do. And they say, do you really believe those crazy stories in the Bible? I do. Do you really believe that guy named Jonah? He cruised around in the belly of the whale for three days. I do. That'll be a great rerun in heaven. Can't you wait to see that one? Do, do you really believe that guy named Daniel was really tossed into the dens of the lions? And he can't, I do. Do you, believe, do you believe his compadres, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown in the fire and... People were dying, but it didn't get them. Yeah, I, I believe that. I, I believe that the Lord Jesus fed 5,000 with a little Long John Silver Happy Meal. I, I believe that a guy named David, a teenager, killed that a guy named Goliath with a slingshot. I believe that, that Peter still walked on the water. And the reason I highlight those things is because our God is still writing stories like that to this day. And the reason I say that in Hebrews 13, it says that, that, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever God. So you know what that means? God hadn't retired, and God's not dead. 
So again, we're going to stir up your faith a little bit, and I want to point the, make a point here that you're going to see biblically, you've got some faith, okay? Ephesians 2, verse number 8. For by grace, you've been saved. And so we look and we think, well, what is grace? Grace is undeserved kindness by which salvation is given. In other words, you can't earn it, all right? By grace, you've been saved through faith. Hmm. Through faith. And that not of yourselves, not that of your own striving, your, your own abilities, for it is the gift of God. Now, I think of it just something here about the gift of God. If I was to give Israel a gift, I'd say, here, Israel, I bought you a gift. You know what he would say? Or what he wouldn't say? What do I owe you for that? If someone gives you a gift, you know what you do? You just reach out and take it. Well, he said, this is the gift of God. And he goes on to say in verse 9, not of works, not of the result of human effort, lest anyone should boast. You can't pride yourself in it, and you don't get the glory for this. Verse, back, back to verse number 8 again. And he said, by faith you've been saved. So let me ask you a question right now. How many of you in here believe you're born again and you're saved? Wow. It's unanimous. We're close to it anyways. Why do I make this point? Is because you couldn't have got born again. You couldn't become saved without an element of faith. How do we know that? Because in Ephesians 2.8, he said, you were saved by grace through faith. So your salvation had an element of faith to it. And so when I say that, again, when, when we give our heart to Jesus, Jesus doesn't come strolling up to you on the altar and say, hey, here's my business card. No, you got born again. But you never saw Jesus physically. So how did you get born again? You begin to hear the scriptures on the word of God. And when you heard the scriptures on the word of God, guess what happened? Faith came. Hebrews 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now listen real close to what I'm going to say. Faith doesn't come by hearing a sermon. Faith doesn't come by hearing a message. Faith only comes by the hearing of the Word of God. There's a huge difference. That's why we must stay with the Bible, okay? That's why you got to get into the Word of God day by day by day. So what would you do to be saved? I believed on God's Word. That's part of faith right there. I, I believe the word of God. Now, turn with me to Matthew chapter 21. And the Lord Jesus is going to give us incredible insight tonight on how the kingdom of God operates for me and you. 
And so we begin in, in Matthew 21, verse 18. Now in the morning as Jesus returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it. And he found nothing on it but leaves. Now, on a fig tree, the fruit is formed before or formed first, then the leaves appear. So one would expect when you saw the leaves, there would be fruit on it. This is why this took place. And so if you'll note in here, he uses the word it several times. He came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And Jesus said to it, he spoke to the obstacle. Now, again, I made this comment a minute ago that Jesus is going to begin to show me and you how the kingdom of God operates. So Jesus spoke to it. He spoke to the mountain. We see this over and over in the Bible that we learn to speak to things. What do we speak to them? We speak out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So something happens when I begin to get the word of God in my mouth. The more I speak the word of God in my mouth, things begin to happen. You know what that is literally stated right there? It is a word called the rhema, which means the spoken word. If you don't think the spoken word works, then go back to Genesis 1 and you'll find over and over that God did something. And God said and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God said, and God said, and God said. And so Jesus is still saying. So what Jesus is doing right here is he's showing me that there is a, a authority within the word of God when we speak it out. So he said, and he said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the fig tree withered away. Now how would you like to be one of the disciples that day? And see, Jesus do this. But look what goes on here in the next verse. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So again, Jesus always used stuff as a teaching moment. So Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly I say to you, if you have faith, if you have faith, firm faith, a trusting faith, and do not doubt, that's a big one. I don't doubt the word of God. I don't doubt what the Lord Jesus says. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, it will be done. Now, when I read verse 21, and he said, the thing I did to the fig tree, you'll do also. And he said, you'll also do greater than that if you'll begin to learn to speak to the mountain. So when I read verse 21 right there, what do I do with Jesus' words? Was, was Jesus just making a blank statement? No. I think with the disciples, he's saying, you have authoritative power within you. You have a, a, a touch of God within you when you begin to get a hold of the word of God. Now pay real close attention here. 
to verse 22. And whatever things you ask in prayer, do you know there's power in prayer? And whatever things you ask in prayer, that's every one of us. Now remember, he's telling his disciples that these are, these are men of God. He said, whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Now we take another nugget here. You can't receive in your prayers unless you have faith. So you know what he just told us? You can pray all day. You can wear the knees out on your pants, and I know that's in style now. But if I ask, but I don't believe I receive, I won't receive. And so guess what again Jesus is telling you? If I could get over in the area of faith that when I pray, I come to a place where I say, Lord, I believe I receive. And my prayers are based on the word of God. When I find out what the word of God says and I go and ask and I pray, I believe I receive. And so again, you begin to see how faith begins to work in so many areas of our life. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had your prayers answered? <laughs> it's almost unanimous again. So you know what that tells me again? You, you had to have a smidgen of faith for that to happen. Something. So again, so many times in our life we begin to think, man, I, I don't know if I, you got faith. I just got to start releasing it. And when I, when I find scriptures and I find the word of God that pertain to what I'm praying about, Grab a hold of it with bulldog teeth. Don't let go. Just grab. Father God, this is what your word says. So what is faith? It's a byproduct of the word of God. I'm going to have you go to a, a little bitty book called Amos. And you say, where is Amos? Well, oh, famous Amos. He, he is after the book of Joel. And he is tucked in there. Uh, Obadiah and then Jonah so if you've gone to Obadiah and Jonah you've gone too far but Amos and I begin to see something here in the book of Amos one day and so I, I encourage you when you're reading your Bible sometimes you come across great treasures do you know the Bible is great treasure sometimes you just got to dig for it but I encourage you to journal and what I mean by journal have you a pen by you, okay? And sometimes you come across scriptures in the word of God, and at that moment you're like, man, that is good. Write it down and highlight it, and then guess what? There'll be some time in your life where you'll go back and you'll open it up. Now, I got about three or four little books that, that are journaled with scriptures in there. This was one of them. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water. 
Now, he just said this famine, it, it's not going to be physical. But there's going to be a famine on the land. And look what he says. But the hearing the words of the Lord. There's going to come a time where there is a lack of the word of God. Now, when I read that, I believe this is a warning. You know, I, I wish I had all the statistics. If you've ever read anything of Barna, they do statistics all the time. They're incredible, but they're incredibly scary sometimes. When you see how many people actually read their Bible, I'm not throwing stones at you. I'm just telling you, you've got to start making the Word of God priority. And so when Amos says this, I want you to think in this sense right here. How many days can you go without food? It may vary. How many days can you go without water? That gum, you can go seven, bless you. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. So guess, guess what my point in here is this. To go without bread and go without water before long, you're going to die. We understand the physical part of this. We understand I, I got to have food and water to make it physically. But if I don't get in the word of God spiritually, guess what happens? You die. You're just going around in this body. And so this is what he's talking about. And he ultimately says, they shall wander from sea to sea, from north to east, border to border. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord. But they shall not find it. They shall not find it. They waited too long. So you begin to see the significance of the word of God. When I, I highlight Romans 10, 17, faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what I say, Lord, give me an appetite for the word of God. Give me an appetite. And Lord Jesus proved that in Matthew 4, 4 when he said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I mean, I, I got to get in the word and, and think about this. It's, it's not necessary quantity, it's quality. You know, you can eat a lot of food. You, you, can, you can eat a whole box of Twinkies in one day. Quantity. But I'm going to tell you, your body's not going to like that after a little bit. Get into the Word and God will get into you. Now turn with me these last few minutes tonight to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And I'm highlighting... A guy that I think it's safe to call the father of faith, which was Abraham here. So Abraham's background wasn't good. His father's name was Terah, and he was an idol worshiper. And so one of the reasons I highlight that, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you come out of and everything. It's not too late to turn to God. God, God still saves, and God still sets people free. And so... He says this to Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 1. He says, now the Lord said to Abraham, he said, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So he said, you, you got to live. You, you got to leave your country. You got to leave your relatives. You got to leave your family, your father's house 
and go to the land that I will show you. That's not easy. Not easy at all to do that. And so he said, you're going to have to go to a land that I will show you. And so Abraham's thinking, well, where are we going? God says, to a land that I will show you. And Abraham said, but where are we going? To a land that I will show you. Well, what's my new address going to be? To a land that I will show you. And so right here, all Abraham has is a promise that God said, I'll take you to a land that I will show you. But he highlights a few more things here. Because he knows for Abraham to obey, it's going to affect every aspect of his life. His family, his finances, and his future. But he says in verse 2, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. What are these promises? They're great promises. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So the Lord tells him, I want to bless your socks off. But what you find out, no one in the Bible ever became great by staying comfortable. He he had to step out by faith and he had to leave what was familiar and he had to leave what was comfortable. And so when you look at this, leave your family, leave your father's house, leave all that. And he said, I want to bless you. I want to multiply you. I want to make your name great. I want to bless you. He tells him all this, but think about this. The only guarantee that he had was the word of God. But the word of God is faith. That was his faith right there. That's what he had the opportunity to believe. And so just like me and you, there's times in my life I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to have to step out by faith that's based on the word of God. This is what God says to do. And when I begin to step out by faith, man, I have journeys that are a lot better than Peter Pan ever thought about having I mean, just to step out by faith and and trust God. And so, let me give you a little bit of an illustration real quick here on faith. There's this thing that has happened to every one of us this entire spring and fall. And I'm going to give you a couple clues without telling you what it is, and you'll figure it out real quick. This thing that we've all experienced this fall, I mean, this spring and this summer, it, it has the ability to mess up your hair a little bit. It has the ability to cause there to be a ripple on the pond. This thing has the ability to cause the trees to bend. This thing has the ability to cause a lot of dust in our air. And we all understand this thing is called wind. I've never seen the wind. But we would all agree it's real, wouldn't we? And we all believe in the wind so much that we plan a day that we know it's going to blow so I can fly a kite. And there's many farmers that they trust the wind even though they can't see it. They trust it so much that they know it will cause the windmill to produce water. Interesting, huh? Something called wind that we've never seen, but we really trust in it. 
Let me ask you another question. How many of you in here have Wi-Fi in your house? How many of you have ever seen Wi-Fi? Can, can anyone in here tell me what Wi-Fi looks like? I know I have Wi-Fi in my house because I pay a bill for it every month to a Wi-Fi provider, but I've never seen Wi-Fi. So it's interesting to me how many times in our life we trust in things we've never seen, but when it comes to the Word of God and we see the faithfulness of God from generation to generation, we struggle. But yet, you have more faith than you realize because you're born again, you've had prayers answered. And so this journey called faith, I think we make it a lot harder than it is. So I didn't, I didn't know Shelly had cut a video. But I can tell you 22 years ago, we started having a rumble on the inside of us and we knew God was wanting us to move and plant this church here. And we knew, oh my goodness, Lord, this is, this is some baby steps. You know why I call it baby steps? Because there wasn't a lot of cost in it other than my time and a little bit of gasoline. So you heard her say, we, we commuted back and forth for three years. So the first place we had church at was at a little bitty duplex. A whopping six adults in there that first day. The end of July comes and we're up to a whopping 27 people. We realize we got to take some more baby faiths. We rent the Holiday Inn. Now... The reason I'm saying it's more baby steps is because our faith is beginning to mature. You know why? It's now going to cost me something. It's going to cost me some money every month. And then we, we sign the lease to have church at the Holiday Inn. Have you ever been to that church at the Holiday Inn? It's credible. Not. So we have church at the Holiday Inn, and before we start, you know what I realized? We don't have a, we don't have a PA system. We don't have any speakers. We don't have any, anything. We had to buy a PA system. You know how much that PA system was? $3,800. You can't even buy a speaker now. But back then, $3,800? Listen, guys, we didn't have nothing. So we stepped out. And so... After that, it kept growing, it kept growing, and we rented at Barkoff. Now, guess what's beginning to happen? My faith is beginning to have to grow up. My faith is having to mature, and we keep growing up, and we're there, and the, the rent is more and more, and then we leave our jobs, and we, we're kind of like Abraham. He's kept trusting God and keep believing God. And then we had church out on, on West 82nd, and she didn't tell you this, our church, then we, we graduated. We went from the Holiday Inn. We went to a place called the Black Tie Casino. We were having church in the casino. Seriously. And then before long, this building came up. And they accepted our bid. You know what the problem was with the bid? I didn't have a million dollars. And so guess what we got to do? We got we to step out and believe God. And I know there's some of you in here, but 20, 20 years ago, I had to sign a note on my, my life for a million dollars. They took out insurance policies. I mean, you know what I realized? I'm more valuable to them dead than I am alive. 
I say that to encourage you. Many of you stepped out on faith. You, you took a job. And you weren't sure what was going to happen, but you knew in your heart you were supposed to. Some of you in here, you, you, you believe God for a car. And you're like, Father God, I'm going to step out and do this. So the first time you buy a home, you step out of faith. Now, Lord, we've never done this, but we're going to trust you. You know what I'm getting to? Some of you need to start walking on the water. You know what that means? I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat setter. You know what that means? It's easy to get comfortable in the boat. But man, I'm telling you, when you start getting out on the water, you get to trust God. That's a good thing. Stand up here with me. I got to get you out of here. They'll fire me if I'm not careful. So, so listen real quick. Remember Jesus said, the things I did to the fig tree, you'll do also. And greater things. Do you know, bow your head, because I, I believe I'm going to release that right here. Father God, we hear your, your, your son, the Lord Jesus' words right now. And Lord, move within us right here. Move within men and women in here, marriages in here. Right now, Lord, that you would, you would stretch our faith, Father God, that, that we would use the authority as, as fig tree, men and women, Lord, that, that we would be men and women of prayer. And Lord, I ask right now that you would grace us, that you would stir up faith within every one of us, that we would live with an unwavering trust of our God. And we thank you tonight for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.